Welcome to Believe. My name is Nicholas Upchurch. It's an honor to have you with me. I am so amazed that you beautiful people out there can join me. Again, it's a great honor. We're here in Miami Beach, Florida. Wherever you are around the world, welcome. Our website is believe.love. Find us on iTunes, believeitunes.com. Subscribe there for free. And also for Android users, believeandroid.com. And of course, you can check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash believe loves you. Wow, we've got so much happening. It's April here in Miami. The days are getting longer. The nights are a bit shorter. The sun's staying out, and there's so many changes going on. There's so much changing. Many parts of the country and the world, the seasons are changing. In the U.S. here, it's it's spring. My home state of Michigan, things are getting warmer and warmer, and it's such a beautiful time, and it's a time of transformation. Do you want to transform your life? Do you want to become more successful? Do you want to make more money, improve your business? Do you want to make sense of why you're here and what true success means for you, your purpose, your true purpose? Do you want to make sense of the world and world news and try to find the positive in things and try to figure out what's going on? And how about health and wellness? Do you want to be healthier and happier? And of course, let's explore our universe. So we do all of those things on Believe. And this is this is becoming a positive news network. I've hired some great, great people, some new people. It's such an honor to be with you at this time of transition. We're still, of course, I'm recording this. It's a very simple setup, just on one half of a wall in our new studio. But we're building a studio. We've got a lot of great equipment that's already in a separate area and it's really an exciting time. I've had the help of some really great people, uh, so many people actually, and the people uh, working with us now have done such an amazing job, Josephine and Vanessa, and we have Tim and Jordan and and people uh, actually spread out across the multiple countries and then here in Miami at our studio. So we're going to grow. We're going to grow and we want to become the biggest positive news network in the world. The most, the most, uh, something for you to believe in, something for you to turn on all the time where you can think, man, I want to know what's good. I want to know how I can not ignore everything that's going on, but how I can find the good in it and find the good in myself and transform. And that's what we're going to do more and more and more at Believe.Love and on this network, Believe. It's really becoming a network and not just a show. So thanks for joining us today. Just share the links with your friends. That's all you have to do is share this idea because you are part, you're at the very beginning. Wherever you are seeing this or if you're listening on iTunes, you're listening to our podcast, you are at the beginning of this and it's a beautiful thing. And of course, it's taking a little bit longer than I would like. I have to tell you, traditionally, I've had to do a lot of different things to become more patient. But just like anything in business and anything that might be really important, things come up, things, you know, things happen over time, we learn over time, we, we get focused, we get more focused. 
Sometimes even when things that seem like they're bad happen, it causes us to focus in more and we can be thankful for those things. So I want to talk about something that is absolutely vital to all of our lives right now. And if we're talking about the world, there's a tremendous anger. There's a tremendous anger that exists in that, you know, it could be being propagated. It could be something where there's a benefit for maybe other beings that this, this energy exists. And what I mean is that uh, certain beings might even be feeding off of our anger, right? And it's also just that humans love to disagree with each other, and, and we're getting better over time. I think they used to just kill each other, right? If we watch Game of Thrones, we can see that. And things are harmonizing over time. But if we really talk about health and wellness, I want to talk about how to harmonize extreme anger so you can live the most amazing life you possibly could imagine. And I have a lot of experience with this because I had great anger. It was a great gift. The only reason I'm doing anything is because of the great anger I had. Anything that I'm doing now. So actually, it's a great gift. And I have to say that right now, as I kind of adjust the microphone here, <laughs> right now i want to i want to ask for forgiveness again even for recent things i mean nothing has happened that that's that's that crazy but i i just want to forgive people and i want to ask for forgiveness if i can and and know that it ultimately the fault doesn't really matter the fault of uh, who is right, who is wrong. And I used to be very attached to that. And we're all part of a cycle. Humanity, we are individuals, but it's probably we're part of a pattern or a cycle moving along, moving along in a certain, um, might even be like a double helix formation like DNA. And that's really us. That could be us. And uh, one thing we know for sure, with the recent um, NASA's come out and, and just said, I mean, there are trillions of galaxies, an infinite amount, an infinite amount. We can't even conceptualize how big this universe is. And then this universe isn't alone. We have uh, the work of uh, Nassim Harriman, who's a great physicist, cutting-edge physicist, published in mainstream scientific journals, and he's, you know, he's proven a lot of things Einstein couldn't prove. And his explanations of multiple universes are just unbelievable. And then we, we think about the work of a man from Princeton in the 1950s. We talk about multiverses. If you search that in Google, multiverses, and that's the idea that, it's not the idea, he proved them to be true, that there could be multiple versions of this reality occurring right now, right now. So there's so much out there. 
that uh, we, we are individuals, and it's important to remember that, but we're also part of a pattern. And the amazing thing about being alive, and we're all, hopefully, we're listening to this, we're alive, right? Maybe, maybe some of us listening are on the other side. Maybe some of us are. I've happened to seen some, <laughs> I've happened to see some proof of that. James Van Prague at Conscious Life Expo in LA, who's been on Oprah and different shows in the United States, but he's been writing books for 20, 25 years. He channeled people from the other side, you know, people that have passed on, people's loved ones. I've never, I've, I could feel, I could feel it. If you, you start to feel chi or prana or different energies, you can feel that, uh, you can feel changes in the room. And I'm talking about really subtle things. And it was, it brought tears to my eyes what I witnessed because uh, it was real. And people were crying when he would start talking about their loved ones. And uh, he does this all over the world. In fact, he's coming to Miami very soon. So we're excited about that. We're excited about that. And of course, I would love you to check out of our, our archives of all of our shows so far at Believe.Love. And um, I think you're going to really get a lot out of the content. And so what I want to talk about now is just harmonizing that anger. So I've had tremendous anger, tremendous anger. And maybe you have too, or somebody you could send this to has. And that anger, is a, it can be a blessing because it can, until we deal with things as a world, this, this doesn't just apply to me, it applies to everybody because most of us, we don't want to deal with things that are uncomfortable. We want to get them away. And, and I still think, you know, if there's an angry lion, you don't have to open the cage and let the lion attack you, right? But I think that if we can learn to love these things we think we should hate, including me needing to do that or, or wanting to do that, then we can really get somewhere. And so if I think about um, the randomness of the world, the seeming, this, you know, and, and a lot of, I've even had people come up to me within the last three weeks and say, there are no coincidences, we met for a reason, and then they disappear. So they think it's like, uh, you know, there's a whole spiritual aspect where people make a lot of statements and then they sort of, not all of them actually come through, right? Sometimes people have good intentions, they, they think there's a divine meaning, and then, you know, there's certain people that really come through no matter what, and that's actually quite spiritual to me, but it's all spiritual, right? But I do like, personally, actions. I think actions are great. And I think people that, um, if we all can do what we say we're going to do and pay attention to details, and I, and I want to forgive more. I want to forgive more. And I ask for forgiveness, you know, as well to everybody. Um, I really do. So there are ways, though. Over time, I have changed quite a bit. I've changed quite a bit. And there's only a few people who know my baseline or sort of 
you know, there's a few people over time that have known me that long. So where I could say, hey, you know, I was just fighting mad. I was so mad, you know, I was so, so, I had so much rage uh, at times and I didn't even know where it was coming from. I used to think that it was my uh, brother, you know, my brother's death. Um, and I, and then I would just get upset with the world, uh, people lying and not doing what they said. And, uh, all of these things that used to bother me, I think really, really bother me, uh, being, a, a fear of that in a way, a fear of the, this sort of, uh, it's sort of a sadness and an anger that things were that way. I mean, it was overwhelming. I would be in bed for days. I would get so mad. You know, I set things up where sometimes I had a lot of people talking to me and I would get so crazy because a lot of things felt like they were building up. You ever, you know, anybody that's felt like that? And things are, you know, it's a lot of things building up and and if a lot of people seem to let you down, you just, you get so mad. You're, you just want to express that anger that you're feeling. You want them to know how angry you are. And the trouble with that is that people aren't going to understand. You know, we all see things from our own perspective. So if, if you're angry, uh, a lot of times people won't care. They won't, they definitely won't understand the depth of it. They'll just think that person's angry. I don't want to deal with them. You know, there are some that can understand and there have been some great people in my life who have really tried to understand really, really, I really appreciate that. Any of them, all of them. And, uh, but you, we, we know that sometimes these things can build up in us and we'll just, People will, uh, a lot of times, if we look at why people do really get really, really angry, it's because they're expressing that feeling inside of them and they really want somebody else to know how bad it hurts, right? They want somebody else to just acknowledge that it hurts so bad within you that you, you have to lash out. Uh, in order for people to understand that pain and you feel like you have to do that, sometimes you're not thinking about it. You're not thinking about it. You're just, uh, it's just a reaction. Uh, and everybody has um, degrees of that. But as a, you know, at the very top levels of government with the military, and we've got a major issue there that a lot of people don't want to talk about. We have issues where people get more mad over somebody raising their voice than us killing millions of people in Iraq. Are, is anybody aware in 30 years we've killed millions, millions of people in the Middle East? The United States has. <laughs> and, and that should be the biggest thing that I think we would be worried about if we're worried about people being impolite, you know, there are levels to it. The people, we're not, we don't really talk about that. Um, 
And uh, we have a certain energy that I'm very familiar with because I felt it that I think is influencing us at the top levels as humanity. And uh, in a way, it's a teacher. So I think this negative energy or what we could perceive as negative is teaching us in a very difficult way because it doesn't want to give up this negative energy. And what I mean by this is that um, I can really say that there are certain things that have been suppressed. Uh, most of what we learn in school is not the whole story. And that there are probably the most important things that you could possibly know are not revealed in school. And we're basically, in almost every category, there are things that are purposely not explored. And the reason why is for our control. We want to control at the top levels people and we do that with fear. And I have seen that it's effective as well. You know, un unfortunately, being nice doesn't seem like it's effective. You know, there's a great book. There's a great book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And in it, in the first chapter, it is, it is about being positive. But in the first chapter, Dale Carnegie says people just care about themselves. So we have to understand things from their perspective, right? Because that, that's what they're looking at things from. They're looking at things from their perspective. So this anger is so strong or this fear or this uh, control, this urge to, uh, this urge to, to move towards a, uh, some sort of a controlled, seemingly unified um, planet, maybe through machines. And there are other ways. There are other ways that are not being explored. And if you want an analogy, you just look at the Eastern medicine and Western medicine and you look at Qigong hospitals, Q-I-G-O-N-G, -G, in China. Some shrunk tumors. Some had 20 Western doctors working there. Some, the biggest, treated 200,000 people. And with energy healing, uh, they treated people. And they had Western doctors on staff. And they were shut down by the Chinese government. And what is Qigong? What is energy healing? How could it be that strong in somebody to shrink a tumor or for multiple people to do that? How is that even possible? And it sounds fake. Is that fake? I can tell you it is not fake. And I couldn't tell you that three or four years ago. And I am into, I'm into reality. I'm into things that I can feel and see. And I can tell you, if I can change from being the angriest, you know, my gosh, I was so angry. I was so angry. I mean, cussing mad, cussing mad, 
unbelievably mad. You know, thank God. I mean, some people have it worse. Some people are in prison. And, you know, people can do some really tough things. You know, people have tough things and we forgive them, right? So I hope, I would just hope people can, uh, we can just forgive more. And uh, I would like forgiveness. But, you know, people that grow up in the hood, right? They, people have to murder people and they do things like that, right? And that's just part of their environment. And when we have tough things happen in our life and we notice things and we get frustrated and, you know, we might get mad. That just might happen. It just might happen. But I don't think being spiritual is about being perfect. It's about awareness. It's about awareness. And, you you know, we're here, I think, to... We're helping something bigger than us, consciousness, become more aware. And... Um, in doing that, you can harmonize yourself and you have choices and you have things you can become aware of that are not talked about in, in school. So that's what I was saying. So I want to share with you in this segment some of the specific things that have helped me to change my life. And I've mentioned them before, but I actually have them, and I have some great reports here, and I have some of these items. And I want to kind of get into some of the science. And then some of it is, it, it, could, seem, uh, it could seem questionable. I have to tell you, most very life-changing things to me I thought were crazy at the beginning. I can think about kundalini yoga. I'll just tell you. Kundalini yoga helped to change my life by far. I didn't know what a chakra was, and the chakras are basically, they're aligned with different glands in your body. You have the first one that's at the root, sort of at the end of your spine, kind of, you know, between, you know, your organs down at the bottom of the top half of your body, right? Sort of, there's a first, the root chakra, right? You have the, the second chakra, kind of a couple inches below your belly button and uh, towards the middle. And of course, in, uh, in terms of Qigong, which is from China, the chakra system, I guess, comes from India. The Qigong from China, they call this the lower Dantian, right? And it's, uh, you know, you can feel, you can, when you just put your attention on these. So there's also sounds that correlate with these, right? And the first one is Lam, right, for your root chakra. So if you chant LAM, L-A-M, LAM, and you really do it for three minutes, or, or do a deep breath, take a deep breath, really deep breath, deeper than I just took, and then go LAM, or LAM, And you can feel that area vibrate. Your second chakra, as you go up, VAM, V-A-M, VAM, RAM for your third ch chakra, which is sort of above your belly button, but below your um, below your heart center. Um, RAM, R-A-M. RAM, you know, you get really loud. RAM, like that, right? Yam for our heart chakra, which is actually in the middle of your chest. In the middle of your chest. Yam. 
our throat. Ham, H-A-M, ham. And you can really get, kind of really get full with those chants for, and they're on YouTube. Kundalini yoga, chakra balancing, chant, you know, different things you can search. For free, you can find these things on YouTube. Your third eye, which actually, your pineal gland or pineal gland, and then there's the pituitary gland. And really, you know, for some, it kind of goes, I would say it kind of goes back and down into your head there, but it kind of right between your eyebrows and it's AUM, A-U-M, really, AUM. Um, and the top of your head, ing, your crown chakra, chakra, ng, ing, ing. And then there's chakras above. You can actually think of the universal love or your eighth chakra, which is above your head. You can send love to that with Reiki and then bring it down to your heart. Send love with Reiki just by intending and letting it flow to that spot, that eighth chakra above your head. And you just do that for a couple minutes. Just let the love flow through you. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything. You intend to flow love from the universal love to your eighth chakra. And then think about that, bringing that down to your heart and then really let that love flow to whatever person or thing or you want to and intend and you, you will feel the energy go so fast. And then if you really want to, the next level, bring that universal love all the way down through your chakras to your heart and then make an intention and let all of that flow. And just let that flow and do nothing and let it flow and enjoy. And, you know, so Kundalini Yoga, I, I, I went in there because I just wanted to stretch out. I've told the story and I'll probably tell it again. But the bottom line is I was looking through my eyes like, what are these people doing? This sounds crazy. They're chanting and is this, is this serious or is this like nonsense? And, uh, and it balanced my body like an instrument. And I never felt anything like it. And I knew there was something to chakras. And I didn't even know. They didn't even talk about chakras. Well, he did talk about chakras. But I didn't know what a chakra was. I had no preconceived notions. So I thought it was crazy at first. I looked through my eyes like this. This is kind of like hippie-ish. And I was like 26 or 27. I think 27. So I found it later in life. And then that really changed my life just to open me up. I mean, when I did this tuning, I responded to things differently. So my point in bringing this up, talking about harmonizing anger, harmonizing the world, are there are things that you can actually find that will um, harmonize it will work to harmonize you. And then basically what you do, and so that means it is possible. There are changes that are possible. Because sometimes we could think, there's nothing I could do that would make me better. You know, there's redirecting self-therapy I've talked about on a video called The Freedom and Love Technique, which you can find on YouTube or iTunes. Uh, the Freedom and Love Technique, and that's from... Uh, Ellie Van Winkle, a neuroscientist who cured herself of schizophrenia and Alzheimer's, uh, excuse me, schizophrenia and 
something else after 40 years in a mental institution by taking out her anger on sort of inanimate objects and breaking up that toxicity in her brain and getting that reaction it actually freed her up so there are ways to you know the first part of harmonizing this anger is to find some things that work and just to know it is possible no matter who you are that you can find harmony where if you're in a certain state of being, you will respond differently to those things that would have set you off before. And if we look at the world, we could say that also is possible for the world. Generally, um, when some good things happen, people can come together and feel good and have different reactions. I would say a, a, a weird, an interesting part of humanity is that a lot of times people go to war and then they become friends, right? Which is kind of interesting. Um, I think there's more to that story because the, the examples we can think of are England and Germany. Uh, and my, my understanding now is that they, there may have been elements that were financing both sides of those wars. And there may have been... Uh, the same, it may be the same people that were influencing those wars. And so in reality, it might have seemed like there was a war and there was a war. Of course there was a war, but that, uh, you know, with certain things we brought over, um, I think it's 20,000 German scientists after World War II. And they ended up running NASA. And there's a lot of discussion about a lot of things. Um, and, you know, we send love to those people. And we understand that they're just doing what they think they should at that time. And they, even if they were, it's very tough. But we have to forgive them, I think, and forgive ourselves. And that's all we can do about that right now. But... Um, so some, sometimes the idea is that uh, with humanity, people used to, when you make up with somebody, you can have a stronger bond, actually, and you can kind of get through things. And so that's another example of people finding harmony, and it is possible. That's the first idea. So Kundalini Yoga showed me, and I recommend it for you, even if you're a guy and you think, hey, go on YouTube, what do you have to lose? If you're, if you're watching this video, chances are, or you're listening to this on iTunes, you know, all of us have tough times. And it's, it comes down to how are you going to deal with it? And how are you going to help the world? Do, you really, do we really want things to get better? Or are we satisfied with how they are? And uh, these things can help. Think about if children learn these techniques that I'm going to share with you in this video. They're not even discussed. And I'm going to tell you that psychology and psychiatry, in many cases, unless they're going into hypnosis, which is used in psychiatry and maybe psychology, uh, they're scratching the surface. It's almost like treating, uh, it's basically treating the symptoms and not the, uh, the root cause, you know, the subconscious. And, and then I'm telling you, in my experience, 
we can think about our subconscious and our family and if my brother died and all. And then I'm telling you, in addition to that, there are deeper energetic reasons why there's disharmony in the world as well that are bigger than all of these things we think are because of our family or our brain or all of the, there are bigger energetic forces that we can harmonize that would change the world without us even having to think about it or, and it sounds unbelievable, but I'm going to tell you, Chris, you know, I have a friend named Chris. I have my mother, my father, my sister, you know, people that, my friend Brooke, people that have known me for 20 years, they, and actually there are only certain people like Brooke, I would say, who knew the degree, and my friend Andrew as well who knew the degree of me getting mad. And they would be the ones to say, listen, he would go crazy, uh, crazy with anger, debilitating anger. I didn't even know why. And I, I can study things based on what's changing me, right? To know that, listen, there's something to this, meaning like, I can, you know, w when you test things out, you, you test one thing and you notice the changes. You know, I, I noticed that when I added certain things, I changed a lot. <laughs> you know, different things would change me a little bit. You know, so Kundalini Yoga, for example, when I did it, when I did the Kundalini Yoga, when I did the breathing and uh, all of the things, I had the beautiful opening a beautiful opening when I did Reiki on myself and let the love flow through. Beautiful opening and my brain felt clearer, my thoughts were clear. If somebody did something, it didn't bother me. And it would still be that way now and I could still do it more and more. But I'm even telling you there are, and so that's like a, it's not, it's deeper than the surface. And same with hypnosis or treatments with hypnosis, maybe, you know, treating our, um, our problems with going into our subconscious to treat them. Of course, you, you've heard about people quitting smoking and things like that, right? Those are all very valid, and that's even deeper than the surface. Surface, I would say, and I still need help with this sometimes, surface is just like when we talk to a friend, right? That's a very surface-level way because it's not getting into our subconscious about the real issues. It, it could over time with a lot of discussion, right? Maybe 20 years of discussion. But, and then we have things that can go a little deeper, kundalini yoga, meditations, uh, self-hypnosis or hypnosis, um, qigong even. And there are, you know, stillness movement qigong by Michael Lomax was life-changing. That's even a deeper level. And that's simply moving however you might move in a meditation for 60 minutes with your eyes closed without thinking and moving with whatever you feel and really doing it, not doing it yourself, letting it happen. And you learn that there, we're, we're in a sea of energy and there are, there are influences outside of your mind 
that can influence our movements and that there are messages that can come through that. And we are energetic beings. We are not solid. And when we hear Nassim Harriman, he mentions a table is 99.9999% empty space. It's hard to us, but it's really overwhelmingly empty space. And there are, there's energy everywhere, right? Even things that look blank. We're living in some kind of, uh, well, an energetic world or, or something that is uh, not how it necessarily seems, that's for sure. And we are more than we seem. We're definitely more than we seem. So you get to these things that go below the surface, or I would say deeper. And then there are just like, um, you know, so that's kind of treating us, right? We can treat ourselves through that way, uh, through our personal feelings, our brain, our uh, subconscious, things that are in a part of our body, our cells, our... our um, and then I'm going to even go further now, but there are things that can affect the energy all around us all the time without us thinking about it, with no effort at all, that can work with these other things. And on a, and on a huge level, for the world, could change the world in addition to helping people out, being nicer, uh, you know, all of the things we know that is, are nice things to do, forgiveness, compassion. And these things aren't being talked about, and they are known. They are well known, and we're going to talk about one right now. What am I talking about, right? So I have here a report. Amazing Russian Pyramid Research. This is from mainstream universities. Uh, Dr. Alexander Gulud, Yagovryu Puruski Ploha, means uh, my Russian's rough. Dr. Alexander Golud, so I may be pronouncing that right, wrong. He's a PhD, has been doing... Russian pyramid research in the former Soviet Union since 1990. This research involved the construction of over 20 large pyramids in eight different locations in Russia and the Ukraine, or Ukraine as it's properly called, right? Not the Ukraine. I've been to Ukraine, so I know, <laughs> I know that. The pyramids were built in many places, including Moscow and a lot of cities that I can't pronounce, Sochi. And um, there's one here, 140 foot high, 44 foot high, fiberglass Russian pyramid. By the way, if you want to get involved with this and build these pyramids in the United States, and I'm talking about big ones, I'm talking about some of the biggest in the world, we might get a Kickstarter together and try to do this because I'm going to tell you about these pyramids. So this is just, so that's the research. Um, many different experiments are being done using these pyramids. They include studies in medicine, ecology, agriculture, physics, and health services. 
and it's being carried out by top scientists in Russia and Ukraine and not fringe elements or unknown inventors. So that's important to note. These are it's from mainstream universities, and this is not talked about. And if you've ever hired a programmer from Russia, by the way, I've gone to Russia. I've gone to Moscow, and we, I didn't know what to expect. We think if we listened, you know, I'm 36, so if we listened to everything in the United States, we'd think it was dark and dreary, and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I should be scared. We think of Russia like, uh, and I've been to 33 countries. Um, I've been to London. Moscow, the middle of Moscow is like London. It's super calm. It was sunny. It was spring. It was very calm. I mean, very calm and really, really almost like unbelievably calm and green and not much going on. Not a scary big city like New York, for example, can be to some people. Some people love New York, of course, but very, very calm actually in Moscow. We're going to continue this episode in part two. So look forward to it coming soon at youtube.com forward slash believe loves you or our website believe.love and also catch us on iTunes at believeitunes.com and make sure to leave your comments below on YouTube or on our website. We look forward to hearing from you. Take care.